the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. Welcome to the four o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live. Okay. We lost. We lost issue one. We did. We lost. So what are we going to do? Sit in a corner, whine and complain, suck on our thumbs. I think some people are doing that, but uh, no, that's not what we're going to do. And certainly the folks at the Center for Christian Virtue are not doing that. And it's my privilege to have in the studio today Eric Tober, who is pastor of the Ark Church, but also Chris Lightfoot, which is the newly appointed church ambassador network head with uh, that works with CCV, the Center for Christian Virtue. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you for coming in today. It's good to be here. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Good to be here. Uh, Chris, I, I know that you and I have met somewhere. I have no idea where. But anyway, uh, welcome to your new position uh, at the Church Ambassador Network. Uh, tell us quickly about the Church Ambassador Network and what is your position? What is your role? Yeah, so Center for Christian Virtue, uh, we often refer to it as a stool with three legs. Those three legs, with policy being the tabletop of that stool, the three legs are the Church Ambassador Network, the Ohio Christian Education Network, and our Christian Business Partnership. Uh, so I lead the Church Ambassador Network leg of that stool specifically. Uh, today we have approaching 2,500 churches around the state in the network. Uh, our goal is to see that surpass 5,000 here in the next couple of years. But ultimately, we exist to serve and resource the church to help their people navigate all the complexities of society and culture today and to engage with good governance in a biblical way. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's get right to the topic. Um, You got 2,500 churches that are cooperating with you around the state. What was the general reaction to losing issue one, the abortion issue here in Ohio. As you talk with pastors, church members, and so forth, what was kind of the the general reaction? I I think the general reaction was wide and varied, but let me tell you one specific story that I think really helped me realize uh, the mentality uh, that a lot of pastors and and where they're at right now. Last week, I had a a meeting with a group of pastors, and I had one who very genuinely, authentically, and transparently said, I got to be honest with you, if if we had won issue one, I would have washed my hands of anything to do with politics for another couple years and said, good, we're still a silent majority. Our job is done here. We've Mm -hmm. won again, and I don't have to think about this for a while. Really? Really. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, And and in in a very humble way, he said, this has helped me to realize that we are no longer the silent majority, and the church has a lot of work to do to uh, begin to transform hearts and minds and impact the society around us. And so Mm. that was actually really encouraging for me, 
uh, to turn a loss that we were all very disappointed by and say, all right, God works all things together for good. And if it took this to help the church start to realize and really wrestle with where we are in culture and society today and begin to ask the hard questions about how do we inculcate our people with truth, the truth of God's word, and deeply disciple them so that they're making different decisions, um, maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, this is one of the my biggest concerns was how are how are we going to respond? Is the sleeping giant going to be awakened, or is the giant just going to go into the cave and hibernate because we lost? We yeah. tried, we did our best, and we lost. So let's just stay out of politics and get back to the things that we do best. Um, and I think we can do. I think we can do both. Yeah, I I was speaking to someone today who's in a a fairly large church here in Columbus, and uh, we were talking about this, and he said this. He said, you know, you have 50 years, Eric, 50 years of Roe versus Wade in the minds of people. And uh, he, too, said he wasn't really surprised. But I I think um, as a a local church pastor and talking to pastors, I think we still feel like we're, we're up against a bit of a mountain but we still need to climb that mountain. It's. I think there's a lot of work still to be done. Um, but uh, you know, I'm I'm glad CCV's there, and, and we've got a network of pastors that are trying to climb that mountain. Here's one of my takeaways, and you guys may not agree with this, and if not, that's you have every right to be wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no um, seriously, I don't know that you'll agree with this, but I think one of the lessons that I learned in the loss of issue one is, and the overturning of Roe versus Wade, the whole Dobbs thing, is that I think sometimes we put too much emphasis on the political aspect and not enough emphasis on the spiritual. Mm -hmm. I think so many people thought, I mean, I think maybe the majority of pro-life people thought Wow, we got rid of Roe versus Wade. Abortion is done. It's over. It's finished. Here in Ohio, we are worse off now yeah. than when Roe versus Wade was in right. effect. And I right. think we have, and I know that CCV is involved a great deal in politics, and well, you should, and I am not criticizing. Right. But we cannot put our primary trust in politics and the political system because we have a spiritual battle. Yep. And we've got to do more than just try to win at the ballot box. We've got to win hearts. We've got to Amen. change yeah. minds in this yeah. pro life thing. Am yeah. I off on that? Not at all. No, 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 we wouldn't I would would uh I would fully agree with that. What one of the things that I think um and Chris can speak to this is some of the stats have revealed that um probably also in our teaching we were focused on would there be, is, is life important? Well, everyone agreed life was important. Where, we, where they didn't agree was whether or not a woman has a right to make that mm-hmm. choice with her doctor. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. I, I think we, we were aiming for the wrong teaching as well as I would agree that there was, we need a, a spiritual revival. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I am not advocating, um, abdicating right. the political. Right. No. Right. No, we've got to be, we've got to continue to be involved. But it's a hard issue. Yeah. It is a hard issue. Yeah, and in fact, Carl Truman, in his book, Strange New World, uh, toward the end of the book in the last chapter, one of the things that he says, he, he spends the first eight chapters building up how did we arrive at where we're at today. 
And then in chapter 9 of this book, he says specifically one of the things we have to recognize and the church has to repent of is what was our uh, involvement in creating this cult of personal happiness that mm. would allow decisions mm. like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of the stats that Eric just mentioned, the one thing that I think may start to awaken the sleeping giant is uh, we're, we're going to be putting out a report called Vital Signs that we'll go through with the church in more detail. But the one specifically was uh, 38% of weekly attending Catholics, weekly mass attending Catholics voted yes. 32% of weekly church attending evangelicals voted yes. And that was that was eye-opening for a lot of the pastors that I've been speaking to to say, so this isn't just a mountain we have to climb in society. This is something that is infected in, in our churches, and it's in our pews. How do we start to, to, to return our people to biblical orthodoxy? So, Well, that, yeah, that is so true. Yeah, that stat for me, um, I heard it intellectually, and I told Chris this. I said I heard it intellectually in a staff meeting. But the, the next week when it started to really process, I started to really grieve. And that's when I, yeah, I felt like you're absolutely right. We need spiritual revival to change, to change hearts because um, that, that's, that was shocking to me. Yeah, well, it was to me as well. We're talking with Eric Tober and Chris Lightfoot, and we're talking about issue one. We lost. Why and where do we go from here? We have to take a break. My number, 877-BOB-LIVE. If you've had a question for one of the gentlemen, please feel free to call. Stay tuned. We will return. God's Word and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. Welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. I have in the studio Eric Tober, pastor of the Ark Church here in the Columbus area. Very involved with CCV as well, Center for Christian Virtue. And Chris Lightfoot, who is the brand new director of the Church Ambassador Network through the Center for Christian Virtue. And gentlemen, it's an honor and a privilege to have you here. Now, we lost. Okay, where do we go from here on the life issue? I'd love to talk about the marijuana thing, too. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I said for months on the air, the people of Ohio are not that stupid. <laughs> Evidently, we are. Just That's another topic. Uh, where do we go from here on the life issue? We're not going to get rid of that amendment. We're not. It's there for probably a long, long time. Yeah. So where do we go? Um, well, I, as a pastor, I can say at least some of my initial thoughts were, um, you know, what you, you referenced, and that is trying to go back to the heart and not giving up. Um, I... I might have been a little, I don't think I was like the other pastor ready to say the election's over and I'm done with the issues, but going back to pleading with people to pray and seek the Lord that this is still wrong. This is, you're killing babies. This is horrendous Mm -hmm. and going after the heart. But then also I think being uh, politically astute to know 
what is really going to um, affect someone's understanding of their vote? And is, is it really um, they're for life, but they're willing to let a woman make that decision? I'm going to address those things. Yeah. Uh, Chris, as you talk with pastors around the state, and I know you can't generalize, but what are you hearing? Are you hearing, well, it didn't work. We got involved in politics. I've never done it before. And I got in the pulpit and talked about abortion and life, and, and we lost, and so I'm just done. I'm quitting. Or are you hearing, oh, my goodness, we didn't do enough. We've got to talk more. What are you, what are you generally hearing from pastors around the state? Yeah, you know, interestingly, I don't know if it would be either of those two, but it is certainly not the former. I think what we're hearing from a lot of pastors and denomination leaders is, I was outspoken on this like I've never been before. I've never put up a sign. I've never spoken a political message. I was willing to on this because it's a biblical issue. It's a life issue. Mm -hmm. And the feedback that they got was, thank you. Thank you for speaking on this. We need our, our spiritual leaders to stand up and speak on these issues. So I think a lot of our pastors are actually emboldened to step into, uh, if not the political space, at least the cultural spaces where the Bible has specific things to say and, uh, and to be bold in their proclamation of truth in that way. Um, so I'm actually really encouraged by a lot of the conversations I'm having right now with pastors and, uh, and denominational leaders around the state. All right. What's, what's around the corner as far as CCV and the Church Ambassador Network uh, where are you folks headed, yeah. particularly on, on the life issue and on other issues as well? Yeah, and you brought up marijuana, and I think that's a great point that this is broader than just the life issue. And what we've mm-hmm. learned from issue one and issue two is that we are facing a culture that is in pursuit of personal happiness. Um, and, you know, Eric, you mentioned a little bit ago that we've got 50 years of Roe v. Wade. Well, I'll just read a quick C.S. Lewis quote. The most dangerous ideas in society are not the ones that are being argued. They're the ones that are assumed. That's Mm. where we're at today, Mm. right? There are so many things that have become assumed as a part of our culture that the church probably has been quiet on for too long and is now realizing we can't be. We have to speak to these issues. So what we are seeking to do is really uh, several things, but I'll highlight two. Number one, what are what is the next generation? What are our kids being taught and inculcated with through the mm-hmm. education system that by the time they uh, matriculate out at 18, they are now assuming a whole lot of things about the world around them. Right, right. Um, so that's number one. And it's not just the education system. There's there's social media and all these other influences. Uh, But then what can we do to serve and resource pastors to help them understand where we're at today and where did we, how did we get here? And and how do you bear biblical truth against the pervasive Mm. societal uh, philosophies, ideologies uh, that that people are so inculcated with? So Mm. that's, that's our primary focus right now is schools, next generation and pastors. And and how do we begin to speak to this culture? And what are some of the resources that the Church Ambassador Network has for local churches and local pastors? And how do they get in touch with you? Yeah. Uh, Easiest way to get in touch with me, I'll start there, would be email chrislightfoot at ccv.org or go to our website, ccv.org, and they can find our contact information. 
Uh, but this was eye-opening for us as well, Bob. So on the resources piece, we're actually uh, a bit of a, a hard left, and we're redesigning a lot of things that we're doing. Don't, don't say left. <laughs> don't, 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 say right. left. Don't, don't, don't say left. That's a good catch. That's a good catch. Hard right. Yeah, um, yeah, okay. But uh, we're redesigning a lot of what we are trying to put forward as resources to serve the church um, around this idea of, very practically, what are the issues that pastors are going to face? How can we bring the thought leaders um, to the forefront of that conversation and give them the resources that they need to be able to equip the saints for the work of the ministry in this current context? Well, I hope that our pastors and local churches will get in touch with ccv.org, the Church Ambassador Network, and contact uh, Chris Lightfoot directly and say, hey, how can we get involved and find out what their resources are? Uh, Eric, what is what is your personal relationship with CCV? Yeah. So I serve six, seven, eight hours a week as the pastor ambassador. So I go and okay. speak with pastors and church leaders to talk to them about how to integrate faith and politics. But I speak as just a local church pastor. So I'm not doing this full time like Chris or leading the organization in that way. I try to be a voice to Chris and to others of what I'm experiencing as a pastor, what I'm hearing other pastors are saying to me. And uh, I, I love my role as a pastor. I love what CCV has done for me and helping me to, to try to take on these challenges. So that's my role. All right. Again, it is ccv.org, the Center for Christian Virtue. I don't know that I have ever seen an organization grow as rapidly and as effectively as CCV. You guys have seen explosive growth. You got the dispatch building (laughs) downtown. My goodness, who would have ever thought that the the Columbus dispatch building would be used for God's glory after being used for something just the opposite. Anyway, you pray for CCV, Aaron Baer, the president, and all of those that are involved It's been my privilege to have Eric Tober, pastor of The Ark, and the pastor ambassador with CCV, and Chris Lightfoot. How long have you been in your position now? Uh, About five months. Just five months? Yep. All right, the director of the Church (laughs) Ambassador Network, one of the three legs of the stool at CCV. Gentlemen, it has been such a privilege to have you here in the studio. Keep up the great work. Please keep it up. Be encouraged. Thank you, Bob. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And of course, we will continue. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.